Hey, welcome to the Arrogant Healthcare Marketing Bastards podcast for the week of October 17, 2011. This is episode 123. Nice. 123. Easiest. Don't me. Isn't there a Sesame Street? Isn't it ABC easiest 123? Yeah. Oh, Jackson 5. Jackson 5, right? Yeah. I was thinking of a Sesame Street song. As you should be. All right. Three is the three is the loneliest number. No, three. Remember, three is the magic number. Who was recently Wait. not allowed to be on Sesame Street, or like she did an episode? Common. They, some well, they have guests. No, Katy Perry. Katy Perry. Yeah, yeah. she was showing too much clavage. <laughs> Apparently, Snuffleupagus I guess, got in a ruffle. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this is Chris Bevelo. I am president of Interval. We're the healthcare marketing firm that puts on the podcast. Joining me today in studio. Our Jackie Ritacco, account coordinator with Interval. Is it R or is it is? I don't know. Is Adam Meyer, Joining creative R. director. Is R? Sorry, Adam. <laughs> is R. R. R's plural. Yeah. Joining me today are Ted, Susie, Frank, Snuffleupagus, Katy Perry. I think that's right. God, that'd be really cool if we had but Snuffleupagus. Is it, is it R? Would it be R? Would it be accurate if it was R and then it was like... The, the Our Rockets. Colleagues? That's always a tough one. The Rockets. And then they all were like, yeah, hello. Or it's very tough. Is, and then just individual people. If I'm you're talking sure. about a group, it's supposed to be singular. But it gets tough like the Lakers left its shoes in the bus instead of the Lakers left their shoes in the bus. Really? Right? Yeah, it's supposed to be singular. Well, and but it sounds People never do weird. that. Yeah, and sometimes when you... When you when I think, an, like when an author who some, like a, somebody writing an article refers to an organization, sometimes they use "r" instead of "is," like or like the plural. Like if they're talking about Apple, mm-hmm. like "r Apple," and it just, sometimes it just sounds, even if it's grammatically correct, it mm-hmm. just sounds kind of odd. I totally agree. That's not. That's it. Should be Apple is a singular, right? So when you're talking about a company, it's a little easier, but mm-hmm. sometimes it can get tough if you're. The Rockettes, though. What made you think of <laughs> I that? Know. I don't know why the Rockettes was the first group that came to my mind. So there's our podcast Should we be concerned? Title. The Rockettes. The Rockettes and Grammar. Grammar and the Rockettes. The Rockettes are? The Rockettes are. Are they still in existence? I imagine. Uh, I don't know. They're like 50 the years Radio old. Radio City Rockettes? They're the Jerry. The Rock. Jerry. Yeah. They're kind of fun. They can kick their legs high. <laughs> yes, they can. <laughs> they can kick its legs high. <laughs> That's not how you The Rockettes can kick its legs high. <laughs> really? I don't know. Okay, so just one announcement for now. Mission Fall Conference. Oh, yeah. Woo! Where is it at? Uh, where is it at? Asked Adam. It's at the St. Anthony Main Center, Event Center in Minneapolis. Good location. Yeah. Great location. Mm-hmm. Hopefully where's, we'll have people from that? all over the country fly in for it, like we yeah. say every time. What, Adam? Where is that? In St. Anthony. Anthony yeah, Maine. but like where Maine. down there? Down by Vicks. It's, it's right Rockna. down there? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, down on the river. It's oh. a beautiful area. Is it like a block behind Vicks? Is that big building? Or is it I like actually on the river? So. Okay. I'm not entirely sure. Okay. I'll figure it out. So that, okay, so Jackie, you're on the board of mission. Would you like to explain the theme for the conference, which is vitality, vision, and voice? Uh, no, because I didn't even know that up until now. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, it's on but the it logo. it sounds awesome. <laughs> on the logo. No, but so, I think there's a good lineup. It's a good lineup. Uh, as always, we are sponsoring the drinks. That's how we roll. Yeah. So afterwards, uh, social hour. <laughs> Vitality. No, I, oh, there we are. What's that? Vitality. 
Vitality. It sounds like that's a, a vitality. Sounds Vit- like a cologne or a perfume, and that's how you should say it. Well, if you're vitality. thinking about alcohol drinks, the social hour, vitality. Mm-hmm. Use vitality. Your vision might be blurred if you have too much, <laughs> and your voice could come up louder slurred. or slurred. Perfect. Right. See, we can apply it. So, and I'm going to be speaking on the panel. I think there's a, a panel at the end called "The Doctor Is In," <laughs> seeking advice from local healthcare consultants and strategists. Fun. At least they told me it says two BD, but. I've got it on my calendar, so I'm going to be there. <laughs> me Hopefully too. We'll, we'll see you all there. Mm-hmm. Good times. Always good times. Yeah. Okay. So, hot topic for today. Yesterday I was at a uh, system, and I was presenting Joe Public workshop. And, you know, the five changes of Joe Public and going through all those. And then I, in the workshop, I try to give folks the opportunity to say, okay, where do you want to dig in? Mm-hmm. So every organization is different. They might have different pain points or needs. And maybe not surprisingly, definitely not surprisingly, the one pain point that came up over and over and over uh, and universal. So this was a group, a large group of, of marketers, communicators, <clears throat> was the pressure to use awards and rankings and ratings. In ah, marketing. yes. And I don't know if we've talked about this specifically in a while. I think our position on this is pretty clear, but I thought, well, let's go through it again. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about uh, why is this the case? Why are, we, why are we constantly under pressure for this? Why do we believe that this is, from a consumer perspective, really not an effective route to go? And what are some of the exceptions to that? And then maybe what can we do to help, help our poor <clears throat> followers who are con- constantly bombarded? Because mm-hmm. um, typically it comes from other people, right? And that's part of the problem. We'll talk about that in a little bit. It comes from physicians and CEOs. Though I will say, I had a conversation recently with someone who worked at a different system who was in a marketing meeting where the marketers were discussing how best to promote a award the hospital had recently been given. And the award, I'm not going to say the name of the award, What's suffice to say that I had never heard of it before. Mm-hmm. So we'll call it, and it was from a vendor. That says something if we haven't heard of it. Yes, before. I think it does because we've written yeah, about totally. this for years. And I know new ones pop up all the time, but it's a vendor award. <clears throat> so it'd be the equivalent of Interval giving out the top marketing award and then somebody <laughs> wanting to present, you know, promote that. And so we'll call it the Obscure Vendor Award. And they were literally talking about, you know, what ads we run, where we run them, and all of that. The OVA? What's that? The OVA. The OVA? Is that what it's called? The Obscure, Obscure Vendor, Vendor Award? Award? Yes, the OVA. The OVAs. Oh, nice. We won an OVA this year. <laughs> we won an OVA. <laughs> Sweet. We could come up with We're categories of that. all these. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not always from external sources. Mm-hmm. And that's really unfortunate. You know, I think we've got a ways to go to educate folks about why. So, so first of all, you know, why is this so predominant? I mean, what do you think are some of the reasons why either we're constantly seeing this in the market or marketers are under pressure to constantly promote awards and rankings and ratings. Well, you touched a little bit on it a second ago with external forces, people in the hospital, mm-hmm. you know, physicians, leadership, I think they're naturally going to want to tell with those. I think it also a big part of it, probably the biggest part of it, to be honest, comes back to something we touched base on a little bit last episode, I think. And that was just a kind of a general lack of sophistication, probably in healthcare marketers in general across the board. And that's not to say, I mean, anyone listening to our show is clearly sophisticated. (laughs) Obviously. (laughs) 
but uh, a lot of a lot of your peers are not. <laughs> right, right. But um, and but I think that that leads to two things. A, it leads to thinking that you should maybe thinking you should promote awards, and that's what you should be doing, since so many people are doing it. Right, right. Um, but B, it also leads to uh, if maybe you don't believe in it, but maybe just the lack of sophistication sophistication could lead to a lack of maybe confidence or a lack of kind of that willpower or strength to stand up to those who are telling you that's what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's just a recipe for having awards plastered all over your stuff. Yeah. Well, do you think sometimes it's just easy? I mean, they're, they're given an award and it's an easy thing to oh, yeah. tell it's and, yeah, it's an and obvious it's thing. obvious yeah. even though no one knows what the heck. Yeah, because oftentimes when you're given an award or ranking, it comes along with here's a templated ad that you right. can use to promote right. your if award you pay or ranking. Three hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Sometimes paid, sometimes not. But either way, it's cut and dried right there for you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you want to look on this on the bright side, you know, we could we could be forgiving and say a lot of this comes from the natural desire to celebrate success mm-hmm. because a lot of these awards True. are legitimate. Not the OVA. <laughs> Typically, an obscure vendor award is not something that. You've got to really think about when you receive those, what's behind them. Right. right. If they're coming from someone like us, why would we be giving our clients awards? A little buttering up there. Uh, baby, we're trying to sell you something else. Uh, I'm not saying that's always the case, so I don't want to ding all vendor awards. But, uh, but oftentimes... So mm-hmm. I think a great one is 100 Top Hospital. Mm-hmm. I think Thomson Reuters really does vet what goes into that, and it means something. Right. So if you're designated as a 100-top hospital in one of the whatever dozens of designations there are, uh, then, that's, then that's worth celebrating. The question is, then becomes, well, with who? Mm-hmm. So, so if, we're, if we're being positive, it comes from that. A lot of times it's ego. A lot of times it's ego, uh, which is maybe oh, those sure, two are related, yeah. but just the fact that you want to pound your chest. Uh, and, and also, I, I, I absolutely know that some of these places – and I think a lot of times from obscure vendors, uh, or maybe not obscure vendors, but vendors with obscure awards, um, <laughs> it's a marketing ploy. Uh-huh. And they're very sophisticated, those folks are, in connecting with the people they know, with the hot buttons they know will work, uh, to say, hey, you've won this award, you should really celebrate this. And CFO guy or CEO guy or nurse manager guy or service line director guy or gal says, wow, this is really cool, we should promote this. So they're punching those ego buttons. Mm-hmm. They know that that will work, particularly to your point, Adam, when there's something behind it to sell, right? Like the right to advertise, right? So that's a big part of why we see it. I think we should give away a Joe Public Award for people who don't. A JP. A JP. A JP. <laughs> for JP. people that, that for people who don't. We could do that. Yeah, best use of. No awards. BS <laughs> yeah. approaches. Non BS in advertising. Transformational or? advertising. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we could try that. Except for again, well, I'm, people I'm would just joking, question the motive, wouldn't they? Totally. A lot of people would. I mean, if you if you saw you know awards from ad agencies like or clients, people would see right through that. Not that we would mean it that way, but right. people would question. Well, yeah, you know, you gave that to Mayo Clinic. Oh, that's a shocker. <laughs> You're hoping to woo Mayo Clinic, maybe? Right. I don't know. I like the idea, though, and we could try something like that. Mm-hmm. So, so why do we think that this is a bad idea? Awards and advertising? Yeah. When, when you use awards <clears throat> as the foundation for an advertising campaign. Well, they're, A, they're short-lived. They're two, there's so many, for one thing, right. that if you, ha- if you didn't win one, you can go win another one. 
So it, they're, in, on that note, they don't differentiate. Right. Right. Because you can, anyone can say we're award winning because there are so many. If you can't, I mean, bottom line is if you haven't won an award or you can't, you haven't found a way to win an award, you're doing something wrong because it's pretty easy to do. You need to hire some obscure vendors. Yes. Line you those need up. An OVA or a JB. <laughs> <laughs> JB. Uh, but other than that, um, people. Well, part of the fact that there's so many, too, is that people don't. I mean, if there was like one award, like the award, Mm -hmm. then it's maybe realistic to think that people might understand what it means. Maybe it was just consumer reports or something Mm -hmm. like that. And they were doing it. Yeah. Um, So that's the award. That's the one you're gunning for. That's the one you want. That's the one that people might be aware of or something. Mm -hmm. Now that makes now there's people know it. So it makes sense to maybe use it. But people don't know. 75, you know, 90% of these awards, nobody knows what the hell they are. Right. So, so that's another why, problem. Why promote it? They well, don't know. I mean, aside from the fact that you said, now you said you're award winning. Mm-hmm. So that in and of itself, like, maybe that inspires confidence in people. I don't know. It, it, it but, does. It's a supporting point. It is, right it is. But, it, but it, when everybody can say it, it's, it's not a differentiating point. Either. No, it's not. But right. it does. It's one of those things that I think. If you're if you're searching for anything, if you're shopping for anything, most people aren't driven by awards unless they're like the Oscars or things that are like you said are so prominent. But it's it's something that if you saw that, you know, it's like board certified. Right. You know, I don't think that's differentiating. I don't think people are going, I need a you know, but to see that it's there after you're starting to search, mm-hmm. kind of mentally you go, Okay, well, that's good to know. So what's what else? Why do we think this is bad? I don't know if this is necessarily a bad thing, but they are short lived. You know, they're yeah, not always they're sustainable. Transient, transient there you yeah. go. Yeah, yeah. And if you promote one in 2009 and you didn't win it in 2011, right. now all of a sudden you've pretty much said, we something's wrong. <laughs> we're not as good as we were two years ago, <laughs> but still right. come and get your surgery yeah, here. Yeah, exactly. Right. Right. Well, what's the most obvious one? I don't know. Let, Let me hold those it ones up are pretty obvious. You. That we, Joe we said Public that. doesn't Joe care. Joe Public doesn't care. JP don't care. Yeah. JP don't care, right? <laughs> That's the number one. Right. Is that, is oh, that we, the majority we of the people? Yeah, well, the number, the majority of people out there <laughs> who are obvious. exposed to these ads don't need your service. Yeah. Therefore, they don't. And the, again, this is how I always put it. You know, think about refrigerators. If you haven't bought one recently, name me the top quality award-winning refrigerator. Name me the refrigerator that's won the Ice Making Technology Innovation Award. GE for four thousand. Wow. E. Yes. <laughs> you nailed it. Yeah, but that's, I mean, they just don't care. And there's right. a lot of evidence to back that up. Surveys, which I take with a gigantic grain of salt, mm-hmm. uh, but a lot of surveys show a, a minority of people acknowledge that they use that. Magnority? Minority. Oh. <laughs> I thought you said magnority. I'm like, is this a new word? <laughs> like, is that a new Did word? I? I did. It's a new word. <laughs> a magnority. A magnified minority. <laughs> now, again, you've got to take that with a grain of salt because people don't know really how something like this impacts them. Right. But really, you can go back to the fact that if you're not in need of a service, you're not really going to pay attention to it. So it's just going to fly right by you. Right. Now, there are some exceptions. Uh, if you really have struggled with quality over the years, mm-hmm. really, you know, you're cutting off the wrong foot and you've, you know, people die on the table and, and you have made serious changes and you have actual third party recognition of that improvement, then I think that can help. Uh, it just, you just have to take it with all the other things we're talking about. Right. Uh, you know, it's hard to use that alone to build a brand because right. it's ubiquitous. People don't understand them. Mm-hmm. There are probably a few. I think people 
Um, people who are in the need for health care would look at U.S. News and World Report and recognize that. Yeah. Um, health grades, they'd recognize that because they've really built their brand up. Um, Consumer Reports is getting into it more, and people really trust that. But then you think about all the other ones that are out there, mm-hmm. and it's amazing how many hospitals and health systems promote. Right. So how do we help our friends our followers are the true believers who go, we understand that this doesn't work, yet I have a physician who's screaming in my face or the CEO is proudly holding up his plaque for the OVA that he just won and wants to run a full-page ad. Oh, there's a lot of levels of help. Yeah, there is. That's a good way to think about it. Um, I don't know. The tricky part with... um, one nice thing about being in the agency world is you can kind of pick and choose who your clients are. Um, but when you're in, when you're working in a marketing department in a healthcare organization, mm-hmm. you don't have that luxury. And you also, part of your job is being an educator, bottom line. Um, and if you don't accept that fact, probably should be looking for either a, you work in an, in an organization that's market driven and doesn't need to be educated or B you need to find another line of work because part of your job is going to be educating your leaders and physicians. Um, so there's the first advice. Yeah, I think it's either great. quit <laughs> <laughs> or arm yourself with the knowledge to kind of back up to support your claim or your belief if you do believe that awards shouldn't be touted. Um, yeah. Their resource, you know, the, our, the new book is an example of a resource that should help hopefully arm you. Mm-hmm. You know, throw that either throw that directly at the physician or sneak it into their mailbox or something. <laughs> Squarely in the jaw. <laughs> Um, well, but that's the, I mean, you got to arm yourself with some, with, with proof, with logic, with sound reasoning, why you shouldn't be using awards. You can't just say, I don't believe in it because that's right. That's kind of BS in and of itself. You have to support that with something. Or you find the better avenues to tout the awards, which isn't necessarily a print ad, for example. Right. Right. I mean, the website, mm-hmm. press release, internal celebration, all yeah. those are appropriate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, Adam, part of what you're saying is it, once you face that situation we just described where the CEO's got his plaque and he wants a print ad, you've kind of lost the battle. It's really difficult at that stage to, to defend it because right. it, it's not about logic a lot of times. It's about the, the ship has sailed. So you need to back up and think, well, how do I even avoid that? And that comes through what you're saying, the education um, building a case. I mean, I've never seen anybody do this, but what if you created like a position paper or a series of position papers <clears throat> about your philosophies of marketing as a leader? Mm-hmm. Uh, and those get sent to anybody. And you don't just do one on awards, but you do one on social media. You do one on, you know, what an effective website looks cool. like. You do yeah. one on all these things. Uh, and you put that out there. And you're kind of then inviting dialogue because you know some people are going to go, what the hell is this? You know, we're not using social media or I don't agree with this, but that's the time to have the conversation, mm-hmm. not when you're facing a print ad. Um, use outside resources, our book, others, create your own kind of resource. Right. Use, and the other thing about this is use evidence, use research, but because a lot of this is, is not rational, it's ego, it's emotion, um, use stories like the refrigerator story. Make it p- painfully obvious. You know, everybody's kind of ensconced in their healthcare bubble. Mm-hmm. And so they're thinking, you know, of course everybody's going to know about our obscure vendor award. It's amazing, you know. 
be going on the street and, you know, 99 of 100 people have never even heard of it, likely, and they don't care. And as soon as you get out of your healthcare bubble, you go, yeah. So use a refrigerator or use right. some other or get thing. some rather yeah or even rather than you know hypothetical examples get some not not that that's necessarily hypothetical but find like go get some ads go take some pictures of the billboards that are up and down the freeway right now if you're in a city where there are freeways um, <laughs> and actually have some examples so that when you're asking those questions it doesn't have to be refrigerators it could be anything yes it um, should yeah it should be anything but healthcare yeah, anything but healthcare and just have some and and ask you know what. What, you know, ask, just maybe just ask them what billboards they saw driving in today to the office from home. What, um, or pick one specific one that you know is on their route and say, obviously, this is going to take a little four, a little four, a little planning ahead of time. And then, yeah. you know, ask them how, what the, find one that's touting an award for something yeah. and ask them what it was. And then clearly, and you indicate, you know, you drive past mm-hmm. this every day. It's been up for a month. You haven't even looked at it because it's not relevant to you. Yeah. And you, you don't even have to get the, the, their route down. Just go right. out in your market. Find follow, examples. Follow them home. <laughs> Find examples of people using awards in Park other in industries. Front of their house. And write Watch down the it. award, but and then like you can have like the winner and the award. So mm-hmm. let's say it's um, uh, top quality four by four truck, right? Mm-hmm. And then have have a number, half dozen, dozen of them, and go through and say who is the top who's the top winner of the quality award for four by four truck. Then, then, and then say, who is it? And then go through and see how many they get. And then and list each quality none. award. What's that? You could say, you're right. But they were the winner of the JD Power or whatever. And this one is the winner of <laughs> this one. And this one is the winner of the Consumer you Reports. Can clearly, this you one. can make it very clear, painfully right. clear, that if you're not in the market for something, you're not going to know this. And that's, that's the case with the majority of the people that see these ads, which right. is why it's not effective. So give that a shot. Maybe we should work up something like that and provide it to people, like a little guide, a little tool on how to do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. That could be good. It be a good workshop. Be helpful, I don't yeah. think you need a tool to do that, though. You just can follow our advice. and a tool to combat the podcast. tools. <laughs> <Your> tool. <laughs> a tool for the tools. <laughs> all right. So as always, this is such a painful one, and it comes up all the time. So we'd love to hear from people on how they dealt with this or what they struggle with. Or mm-hmm. I'd love to get a list of all the awards that people have had to promote. Just all of them. Just a list. It's got to be That would be interesting. 50. And I'm just talking about brand names, not like... I mean, there's at least, there's at least 50 Thompson Reuters iterations you know, and, if you, and if, 100 health grades iterations. Mm-hmm. Let's say you're an organization who hasn't won awards. Here would be a great campaign. Create an, an award for yourself. Maybe it's like an internal one. I mean, it's like an Oscar. It looks like an Oscar, and you give it to your employees, your patients. Or you're not your patients, but your staff. <laughs> and all of your ads can be them, you know, the winners who holding their Oscar. So now at least your awards or your ads look like you won an award, even though you didn't really win any awards. That'd be great, wouldn't it? That would be great. <laughs> Remember that time Do we won it. an award? <laughs> we won an OVA and a JP. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's move on. Let's move on to sexism. What's next? Sexism. In advertising. Dr. Beeper. So, Jackie, you found this. I did. Uh, you saw it first in the week, but I believe it's from Ad Week. Mm-hmm. You want to just set it up? You want me to set it up? Go for it. You have the piece of paper in front of you. Okay. So the headline <laughs> says, Dr. Pepper's quote-unquote not-for-women ad campaign, colon, sexist? Mm-hmm. So my one question when I saw that was, does anybody really think this is sexist, or are they just trying to create your, Cause get, get your attention, right? Well, According to the comments, some people do. So let's, let's set this up. So Dr. Pepper uh, has a new product, a diet product called 10. 
And what their research found was a lot of men don't want to drink diet soda because they think it's not manly. So they wanted to create a diet soda for men targeted at men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not even zero. Um, <laughs> one. So this is, let's see. This is how the, the article starts. Dr. Pepper is going out of its way to appeal to men and potentially offending both sexes in the process. After market research revealed that men eschew diet sodas because they aren't manly, the soda company decided to launch a 10-calorie soft drink called Dr. Pepper 10 that aims to be more masculine. The can is gunmetal gray. I love that part. And an ext- an ex- it's not just gray. It's gunmetal. Gun gun and an extensive campaign for the beverage boldly declares that it's not for women. Facebook page for the drink lists 10 men manments, so like commandments, but manments, like thou shall not pucker up because faces are never manly. And a TV ad, which we'll provide a link to, features men in a faux action film. They shoot lasers, punch snakes, <laughs> jump off cliffs while drinking the beverage and telling women that they should drink their girly diet sodas and watch romantic comedies instead. Um, so the question is, is this sexist? And this is great. So this is a quote that I agree with. Actually, the commercial is a lot more sexist toward men than it is toward women, said Jessica Wakeman in the Frisky, whatever that is. (laughs) The macho, macho man in the ad seem like self-mocking to me. And the ad appeals that implying, uh, implies that appearing girly is something guys need to worry about. And And I agree. So when you see the ad, I thought it was hysterical. It is. It's like an action shot, and this guy swings it under the vine, and he's like, "Ladies, enjoying the it. movie? Of course you're not, because this is our movie <laughs> where we punch snakes, and he, you know, they do all this man stuff. And then when he's driving, describing the soda, he's like pouring it. They're going through a jeep through the jungle, <laughs> and it's just like missing the glass early because it's so bouncy. I laughed out loud like two or three times. It is good. I, I mean, I would argue it is sexist, but that's the point. It's not sexist. It's it's, it's targeted. Em- it's embracing. Well. Yeah, yes. I mean, what? Well, but that's the point, is right. Well, that's yes. exactly yes. right. Yes, it's. It, I mean, the problem with the term "sexist." I mean, it is sexist, but what do sec- you mean the by words, that? but yeah, but what do you mean by sexist? I mean, one of the one of the, I think our biggest problems in society in terms of like segregation and you know just sexism, racism, everything is this fear of of talking about this stuff openly and kind of embracing differences as the norm, as the norm and embracing it, just embracing it and going with it, you know, and quick, get you quick getting your panties in a bundle. There's a sexist, you know, you know, lighten up. Actually it's panties in a bunch. Yes. In a bunch. In a bundle. In a bundle in your back crack. Yeah. You know, just lighten up. Seriously. No, totally. I mean, that is. I mean, but all three. The I mean, moral of the, the three of us would watch something like us and laugh. I and mean, we are. We are. Takes a lot to offend us. And obviously, there's a lot of people out there who are easily offended, which is unfortunate. You know, I hope that as our society ages and as our generations become the, you know, more mature. Not that we would ever be the mature, quote unquote, mature generation. Mm-hmm. Um, but as Never. we replace them, that hopefully we just continue to lighten up and quit worrying about this stuff so much you know it's good to talk about still obviously but not from an i'm an offended on i'm offended by this level and more of a you know is this you know it's funny how how, how effective is this you know in terms of messaging and grabbing Mm -hmm. people and were you offended at all jackie as a woman not at all i I think men would be more affected than women because because it does stereotype men as, as like macho dumbhead 
jock dudes who, it, you know, and so if yeah. anybody's going to be offended, it's going to be a man that goes, that's not me. Right. Well, it kind of offends everyone. I mean, that's, that's, that's what's offender. so funny and awesome about this ad is it kind of makes fun of women and men all in one. Right. What's more offensive is like the old spice guy. That to me is more <laughs> sexist. Like, but that's what women want. Right. You know, and like sex appeals. I mean, if I were a woman, I would probably be more likely to be offended by that than this ad, which is making fun of men. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so to me, I'm like, this is just a tempest in a teapot. This is, nobody's going to be offended by this. Right. So I went to the comments. Here's the first one. Which oh, I think the first two capture our, our assessment posted by Mike. Oh, for God's sake. Then why aren't we worried about, so the question is, is this sexist? Oh, for God's sake. Then why aren't we worried about a product being strong enough for a man, pH balanced for a woman? Or better question, why are all parenting magazines full of advertising aimed at women? I'm a dad. Don't I count? Why don't we all stop wasting our time being offended by silly little stuff and focus on making our lives better ourselves? Who cares if Dr. Pepper makes sexist ads? That example you just threw out to you, I mean, I remember that from like my childhood. pH made for a, what is it? Made pH balance for a man. man. Made for what is it again? You read it. Strong enough for a man. pH yeah. balance for, for a, a woman. woman. Yeah, yeah. Who I mean, is that, that targeted at? I can't remember. It's a deodorant that's, for women. It's yeah. like secret or something. It's a, yeah, yeah, it's a deodorant. Yeah. yeah, but I remember that from like my childhood. And I mean, people, maybe people were raising a stink about that one then. I don't know, but, but just why? a good example yeah. of like. I don't. Know. <laughs> maybe that one's grandfather. Well, that was weird. I can't. Even, <laughs> I'm trying to remember. That was aimed at women. Right. Strong enough for a man, made right. for a woman, I think is how it was originally put. Right. Mm-hmm. Which, who's that sexist to? It's not to men, maybe to women. Right. I don't know. Why yeah. isn't it just made for women? What strong enough for a man makes it seem like this is, you know, this is, this is for somebody even better than you or maybe more <laughs> BO than you. I don't know. That's why well, I'm sure that's the logic. So the next comment says, no, who cares? Which I love that. Yes. And then there's also a woman later on who says, I'll drink it. I never really drink sodas, but I thought the ad was brilliant. Not for women. That's funny. I'm a woman. It makes me want to try it out. <laughs> I and like this gun reminds metal me gray. of the Charger ad yeah. that I liked. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. right from you know you you took our you know you make us wear man purses. You're you robbing took our, our masculinity, right? Basically, but give us this. Right. That's probably more offensive to women because right. it assumes that women are doing all these bad things mm-hmm. to men. Right. There's no problem with targeting. If we're okay targeting women, why well, can't we target men? Right? right? Who really cares about the people you're offending anyways? They're not going to be purchasing the Pepsi or the Chargers anyways. No, you don't. Yeah. yeah. Well, and this, you know, I am a, Dr. Pepper is like 50% of what's coursing through Pepper. my veins is Dr. Pepper. <laughs> the other 50 is Java Monster. Um, <laughs> right? So I'm going to have to give this a shot too because I have never, ever, ever, anytime I've tried like a Coke one or zero or what's the, what's the one that's a one, something one. Pepsi, Pepsi one, one or something? They all taste just like Diet Pop. There is nothing authentic about them in terms of tasting like the real thing. They taste like crap. But Diet is Dr. This... Pepper is good, though. No, I taste like Diet Pop. Oh, I like Diet Dr. Pepper. I do, too. But is this Diet Dr. Pepper with 10 calories right. added and it still right. tastes That's the thing. like... I bet I would crack... Being a huge Dr. Pepper fan and someone who like has an acquired... like I love the taste acquired of it. Acquired taste. I would, um, <laughs> I would probably drink this and think it tasted like crap. That's my, that's my oh, guess. Maybe. So I'm going to try it. We'll, we'll assess the uh, outcome in a future podcast. Product Can testing. we read one more comment? Yes. Sure. Let's read all of them. The amount of, okay, so this is, this is lower down. The amount of stupidity on this comments board makes it obvious why newspapers write for an eighth grade level of reading. <laughs> so first of all, you got to love that pomposity. Dr. Pepper is, okay, this is all caps now, telling its female consumers not to bother with the product. The Facebook page, all caps, literally bans you if you're a female. How is that not sexist? How is that anything but an idiotic no girls allowed treehouse shtick? 
Shame on you, Dr. Oh, my God. Shame on you, Dr. Pepper. You won't have my business anymore. Oh, well, I think they're fine with that. Hosted by Trent, who is clearly trying to get a date. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Trent's like, oh, I'm going to cozy up to the women with this one and show them how offended I am. By the way, my number is posted by Trent, 612-573. If Dr. Pepper doesn't want women to drink his product, who cares? If they're literally saying, if you're a woman, don't drink this product. It's I not would, for you. I would argue that that might even appeal to women more. Like the I mean, one it woman. Might, yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, if, if they think it's funny and, you know, yeah. the ad's appealing and the Facebook page is appealing, it makes you think highly of it or favorably of it. So why not? It's targeted. It's yeah. not saying, women, you're stupid or you're lesser. Right. Or it's just saying, this is for men. Mm-hmm. It's got 10 calories to start with. Most men from our research don't want zero calories. They want some taste. Right. Our research shows that women aren't there. So this is targeted toward men. Mm-hmm. So we are making it manly and macho over the top. Right. I, I don't know. I just think it's hilarious. All right, one more. We have time for one more, Adam? Yep, we're pushing it, but we can probably squeeze it in. <laughs> well, we could save it for next time, but since this just came out, that Netflix has killed Quickster. What your what? Yes, hurts? I was gonna I was gonna post that to what our happened? fodder that we had to, we had to bring that up because yeah. we've ripped on Netflix. All we really didn't. I don't think we've gotten into it very well. That's why I wanted to maybe cover. We should it. well. Is yeah. this going to go on forever though? Well, I think I hope that they're done. What, our podcast. This or? banter for this topic. Eh, it might, but let's. We could probably. We probably don't have to because I'm guessing we're on the same page. But it's yeah. absurd. What I mean, they've been so back and they've been like. Flip, talk about flip floppers. That was the big campaign thing. I mean, they're just like, can we like make up your mind? What do you? Okay, what's happening? Okay. <laughs> so what? First, so first, so don't know. So first, no. Netflix raises their rates a while back, right? So they raise right. it a little bit. People are fine. That's I fine. Remember that? Mm-hmm. But it, well, they didn't change anything about the service. Then they then they're like, all right, we're gonna we are gonna split our, our, our we're gonna split our business into two services. But they didn't say they're changing the name. We're gonna, we're gonna have DVD rentals and we're gonna have streaming. Oh, oh, oh! Not I mean, yet. As far as pricing, yeah. As far as yeah. pricing, so it's like if you want this, it's going to be seven dollars yes. a month. If you want the other one, it's going to be another eight dollars right. a month on top okay. of that. So now, rather than paying nine dollars a month, you're paying fifteen or twenty. People or didn't like that. And people, or the price, and they lost a million customers. I believe was the round really? figure. That's oh, wow. the that's the estimate from like lot. Newsweek okay. and stuff. But they they got a lot of customers. Um, <laughs> and then like a month later, like two months later, maybe they were like. Not only are we splitting off the DVD service, but it's not even going to be Netflix anymore. We're going to call it Quickster, and it's going to be its own website. Oh, I didn't even know this. Right. Queue. You have to go to a different place. Right. So now you've got a whole new place to log in, manage a user account, manage your queue, pay a different thing, two bills, rather than centralized in one place like you've been used to. Yeah. Plus, you're also... I mean, this is a point that was brought up in in a different podcast I listened to. They talked about just the brand recognition that you've just lost. Well, Right. (laughs) Why would you do that? Right. What's and people the rationale? Made, uh, well, we'll get to that. People made fun of the name because it's Quickster with the K, and it was just no, it was and, with a and, Q W I K S T E R. So even oh, worse than with a right. K. <laughs> and they also the way they announced that was bad because it was in a blog post from the CEO mm-hmm. doing kind of a mea culpa about the first two things right. Adam talked about. I was kind of arrogant. I didn't really listen to in the price changes and splitting the two things. So, you know, I really, you know, maybe I overstepped my bounds and stuff. And like paragraph five, oh, by the way, we are now right. going to split these. I mean, it was just the most horrible announcement of a. Well, and they also. Like I screwed up. They also said again. also just like a little line in that statement. We were thinking about getting into game rentals, too, or right, including right. that in there. Nice. So that Gamefly is probably like, what the, what, what? Because that's like the the, the, yeah. the Netflix of, of gaming. And for everybody who I know who uses it is like, it's the hor- horrible. Don't use it. 
Oh. Um, but now they're like, yeah, we're just thinking about doing games. We haven't really decided. So before they were like, you know, we're probably going to do it. Now they're like, well, maybe not. It's kind of like, what? So people just... freaked when this came out. Uh, and it was widely panned, though not, not widely. And that's part of the thing I want to get to. Um, and then so two days ago, they came out and said, we're not going to split. They're still keeping the price hike and they're still keeping... You know, like you pay, you pay if you want streaming. It's an additional. You can't just bundle that as a, as a one okay, price. Yeah. But it's all going to be Netflix. It's not going to be split up, which is the right thing to do. Ah, uh, yeah. Come back with your tail between your legs and say we made a mistake. Mm-hmm. But overall, what a horrible handling of your yeah, brand. Yeah. So essentially, the price is doubled. It is if you want. Well, it is if you want to do both services. I mean, if you originally had, yeah, but that 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 was the older news part of it. But I mean, it's still relevant. It's still totally relevant. (laughs) But the price is still. I'm behind the ball game here. The price is still reasonable. The price increased, even though it was a a big percentage increase. You know, it was like eight bucks a month before Mm -hmm. to get one DVD. Literally doubled. Yeah, I mean, and you got it was you pay it was like before you paid for DVDs and you got free streaming. That's kind of how they yes, positioned it. Yes, then they changed it to right. You're going to pay for that, and you're going to pay for DVDs. Um, now, there's a lot of some of the bloggers who I follow. Dan Frommer is, is one of them. We can link this up because he's been talking about this quite a bit. He's got a blog called Splat F. Um, he's a, he's a, a journalist for a number of publications, I think. But um, in his stances, and I think he's right, is that I mean the future is streaming. Yes. I mean just like just like cassettes went away, DVDs and CDs are going away. I mean CDs CDs are kind of a thing of the past now. Who buys a CD anymore? Right. I, actually, I still have it once in a while. Um, <laughs> but then I rip it and it goes into a box and I never touch it again. But Netflix does need a strategy for if moving to streaming only and yeah. phasing out DVDs because it's only it's going to get to the point where if it's not, I mean, it's, obviously it's getting to the point where it's not as profitable as they need it to be. And that's why they're trying to figure out how, what to do with it. Um, and ultimately they need to phase it out somehow. So they're going to, now it's a balance that balancing act between how do you phase it out without losing so many customers with educating them that they should switch over to the service you want them using. Yes. And that's the trick. And that's a huge trick. Analysts say that even though they handle this wrong, this is the right smart strategic move. And I'm like, I disagree completely. It's a start. Everything you said is, I agree with, right. It's moving to streaming. That doesn't mean you cut the cord right. and literally make this painful for alienate all the people. That, your, yeah. and alienate the yeah, people because did. you're just going to lose them in the process. Right. Mm-hmm. Why can't this happen naturally? If you want to move people to streaming, first of all, improve your effing streaming right. product because your it's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. The collection is terrible. Is. So people aren't going to use streaming if the product's bad, right, which is the case right. now. Most people universally and their hands. I mean, their hands are kind of tied yeah. on that because obviously they, now they well, have to work with a million yes. different houses on how to get those in. But I, I agree. But I agree. Yeah, people aren't going to switch to streaming if the product's bad. No, nope, so, I agree so totally. Fix that. I agree. And, and, and use pricing as a way to move people over if that's what you need to do. But don't alienate them by by forcing this change on them. When it's not appropriate, most people and a lot of people aren't there. Yeah, they'll they'll get there when they get there. There's mm-hmm. no reason for you to force it now. And I don't see how having DVDs as an offering drags down streaming. Right. Not at all. It's just another alternative. Eventually, it will right. be the minority alternative. Mm-hmm. Right. Unless but it's it, not a it's unless go, unless you, well. unless they're losing unless they're like literally losing money on on DVD rentals right now. I mean, that could. I mean, if that were the case, which I just have a hard time believing it is, mm-hmm. being that they built what they built their current empire on that. So I couldn't imagine that it just all of a sudden started losing yeah. the money overnight. Yeah. But even if even if that's the case. It, it doesn't seem to me that the smart thing to do is to alienate your entire. No, well, product. especially net. One of the reasons Netflix, probably the biggest reason Netflix is what it is, is because people like us who grew to love it 
it was like, I love getting the DVDs and I love having now it's a free streaming. And when it's free streaming in the library kind of sucks, but there is, you know, a handful of really good stuff but on there. It's now it's pretty cool, you yeah. know, and it's like, you should sign up for this because it's eight bucks a month. You get DVDs, you get, yeah. you know, a huge yeah. library of streaming stuff. Most of it, some Just of it's okay. Movie. Yeah, not but, but, recent movies. but it still felt like this is really a good deal. Yes. And, and Netflix grew to what it is because of people like us telling everyone and like one gifting these things. It's like, and they give you these certificates, you know, give these a free month for your right, family right, members right. and all that. That's how it got to what it is. Now they are like, they are becoming anti, the mm-hmm. anti Netflix. You know, now it's not awesome anymore. Now it's like, this is not, this is like Comcast or something. I'm not going to go out and tell anybody they should sign up for Comcast. You might have to because it's your only choice. But I, but I, I no longer. I don't want to tout their services, and I'm getting to that point with Netflix, where it's like it's not the obvious choice. I can't. I'm not going to go out necessarily and tell. I'm not going to gift it. This, and that's a that's a problem for them because that was what made them what they are. Yeah. And if they want to keep growing, they need to hold on to that. And they're we're there. Now we're, we're now we're way over. We're probably <laughs> over. okay. Well, we had to talk about it. <laughs> we can cut it off. We there, had to. <laughs> We did. It was just, it's just like a case study in screwing your own brand. Right. And, the, yeah. and all the princi- those same principles apply to any business. I mean, you, got, you can't, can't alienate your existing customer base by just radically changing who you are overnight <coughs> and thinking everything's going to be yeah. okay. And it, it's one thing, like we're talking about, to contrast that with Dr. Pepper for a second. They're saying for this product, we don't want women. So let's say Netflix is saying, we don't want people that, you, that order CDs or DVDs, right? Because it's, you know, it's unprofitable or whatever. That's okay, except for those are the same people you need to stream. Right. 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 Dr. Pepper doesn't need women to buy their product, at least I'm assuming not. They want men to buy it. So they're okay saying no to women. You say no to the DVD people and say, we're going to put you over here in a corner. We're going to triple your price. It's Quickster. Those are the same people you need to to be with you on the streaming. So why in the world would you alienate those people? Right? Right. I mean, that's the part I don't get about people saying it's a smart. No, it's not. Right. I understand why eventually they don't want people to buy mm-hmm. DVDs. Right. But. And are you saying you ugh. just want to, you want to lose all? I mean, yeah. I mean, if you're going to take all them, put them in the corner, you're saying you don't matter anymore. You know, our focus is Netflix. Right. Quickster is something that we're just going to spin off until it dies and you guys can all go with it. Kind of like, why would you do that? Right. Those are all, yeah. yeah, that's, those are. Unless you're losing money to your point, but you still need to find a better way. Right. To do and you it. still want to train, you still want to take yes. all your customers and turn them and keep them as customers with yes. your current offering or what think. you want to provide them. Plus, if it's okay. unprofitable, that's your effing problem. You're the one that convinces all this is a great service. Right. If you're not making money on it, figure right. out a way to make money on it. Yeah, that's true. Or, which is how they raise the price, or move us to streaming in a way that makes sense. Right. And again, I will say this for the last time by offering some decent freaking new releases and movies. Yeah. Okay. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Go Netflix Quickster. There's a, we should find also there's a funny SNL bit that didn't make the show, but they, they actually put it online on YouTube. We'll see if we can find that where they like within five minute they They're go through it. and they change it. They keep coming back. And like, hey, this is blah, blah, <laughs> CEO of, you know, now it's called this and it does this. And this is before they went back. We should this see like if we can find week. that. Yeah. All right, for Arrogant Healthcare Marketing Bastards, this is Chris Bevelo. Jackie Rotago. And Adam Meyer. Thanks for joining us. Talk to you next time. 